Brian Health takes the responsibility to lead and to do the things that make everyone better, healthier, and moving forward together. Here's another of our Brian Health Radio podcast interviews with Melanie Cole. Brian Health hosts a community run every October to further their commitment to wellness and mental health. For more information about this event, you can go to brianhealth.org forward slash run. That's brianhealth.org forward slash run. This special podcast series is brought to you by Brian Health and the Kim Foundation. You've decided to start running, but you aren't sure quite where to start and how to begin. My guest today is Sarah Dietz. She's a health and fitness instructor at Brian LifePoint. Welcome to the show, Sarah. If someone's never been a runner, how do you tell them how to get started? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, always a good question. Um, with running, you want to start out very basic, and so there are tons of programs you can always look up. Um, but when I do a class, I typically say start where you are, and that just means start slow. And so in my running class, I'll have people of all age groups, all abilities, so I'll always say um, if you've never been a runner, what I would suggest is maybe doing, um, of course, a warm-up, about five minutes, just a fast walk, and then do maybe one-minute run, two-minute walk, and try that five or seven times, see how you feel, and then gradually build up that time after that. When you say, like, just doing a couple of minutes of a run versus a walk, kind of going back and forth between, when they hear the word run, how Mm -hmm. fast are they supposed to kind of shuffle? What do you want them to do as far as running, jogging? They don't, you know, is is it a sprint? What do you want them to do? Exactly. Good question. Um, I typically say, let's do a slow jog, feel whatever's natural, and I, I also give them um, some things to follow, such as the rate of perceived exertion or heart rate ranges or just by, by going how your body feels. Okay, so then if they want to get started running, let's just start with the base. And the strongest part of our base are our feet. Mm-hmm. What shoe wear do you want them to look for when they want to look for running shoes? Mm-hmm. You want shoes that always have good support. Um, of course, you can go to any store and buy any shoe that you like and looks pretty and everything else, but you want something that has good support on your foot. So what I typically do is I send people to local stores in Lincoln, and I actually have them get fitted by a running professional. So it's someone who's been in the running business that knows what the shoe looks like, and they actually fit their foot perfectly to make sure that shoe has enough support for them. Should it need to be worn in? This is a question people ask all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, no. If it's a good shoe, it's a sturdy shoe, you shouldn't have to break it in. Um, of course, if you are a long distance runner, you don't want to put on the shoe the first time and then run 20 miles. You always want to you know, gently ease it in, um, so maybe doing a mile or two and seeing how it feels, but never want to do more than that. And what if you start feeling pain? So you get out there, you start walk, running, little jogging, mm-hmm. you've got your good shoes, but you start to feel pain on your arch or pain mm-hmm. in your knee or shin splints. Mm-hmm. What do you tell people about those little nagging pains that start to crop up? Oh, yes. But those, those are always fun. Um, typically, I say, you know, good stretching before and after. You want to really use the ice, the rest, the ibuprofen, all that fun stuff. Um, but if it's just a nagging pain, gradually that'll go away. But you just really have to take good care of your feet and stretch a lot and make sure that's okay. Um, if it doesn't go away, I always say get it checked out by a doctor. Make sure the doctor's on board. It's like, yeah, that's more than just shins, but we need to take a look at that. Should they be sore after that first couple of runs? Um, a little soreness is normal. Um, if they are feeling anything like, for example, if they have shooting knee pain or, you know, we talked about shin splints or anything like that, 
Um, those are things to be concerned about. If you're feeling a pop in your knee every step, absolutely you should not feel that. But a little soreness after each run is pretty normal because you are using muscles that you haven't used in a while in that capacity. So that is normal. Now, some people, Sarah, you know, they maybe they have an orthotic in their shoe and they want to start running. So they wonder if they should move that into the running shoe or buy one of those like Spankos or Superfeet mm-hmm. to go in and give extra support. Can they overcorrect that way? What do you tell them? Absolutely. Again, I refer them to um, one of the local running companies only because, you know, I, I have a knowledge of exercise and how to do the running structure and the running posture. But in terms of shoe support, I leave that to the doctors and the trust professionals that deal with that one-on-one. So then now comes the motivation. Mm-hmm. How do you get that motivation to do it, and how do you set those realistic goals so that you can keep doing it once you've gotten started? Absolutely. One of the biggest things that I work with clients on is setting goals and making them realistic. So we use what's called the SMART goals, and it is S is for specific, M is for measurable, A is for attainable, R is for realistic, and T is for timeline. And so at our very first class, we'll set up very specific goals on what they want to accomplish. So I say, you know, if your goal is to run a mile, how do we get there? We break down each step. And then if we say, you know, your goal is a 5K or a half marathon, I'll give them, you know, so many weeks that they need to train to get them there. And I'll be there with them every step of the way. But we're just figuring out, you know, how many days a week they need to run, how long they need to run, how far, very specific things that they can they can achieve on a weekly basis to get them there. So if they're training for an event, mm-hmm. do they need to run the distance of the event while they're training? That is a very good question. I've heard different things. In my research, um, for me personally, I've always wanted to run the distance while training just so I knew that I could do it. Um, for example, I, I ran the half marathon this year, and I didn't quite do the whole half marathon in training. I did 12 miles, but I've had um, exercise physiologists come and talk and say, really, you don't need to do that much because your body knows what to do. And so I say, if you're, if you're starting out and never done um, a 5K before, at least try and go at least three-fourths of the distance. So it would be probably two miles. And and how hard do do you tell people to push themselves? So if they're not maybe quite doing the complete distance, mm-hmm. how hard do you want them to work? And when do you say, okay, you you've really you've done enough for today or for this training? Yes, exactly. Um, with our class right now, it is an eight week class, and my goal was to get everybody comfortable by about week six to be able to say, yeah, I can do five k. I can do the distance and feel comfortable about it. And so it's during those initial weeks that we actually train together and we do group runs, but we really evaluate how they're feeling every run. And so in that situation, we, we'd use the rate of prestige exertion, um, that scale from 1 to 10, how hard do you feel like you're working? And I always say when you're running, I want you to feel like you're at a 4 or 5. And that just means that you're able to keep going, you're able to have a conversation normally, and your breathing's okay if ever you're at it. Uh, seven, eight, nine, or ten, that's working too hard. You need to back it down. Um, the other thing I use is the heart rate calculations that I've used for years. And um, basically, it's figuring out your max heart rate and then percentages from there and figuring out where you want to be and where you don't want to be. So very similar to the, to the rate of perceived exertion. And what do you tell people about nutrition and, and hydration mm-hmm. during training and during the event itself? Yeah, good question. We actually had a dietitian come speak to our last class, and I think she said for every half hour you are outside, you want to at least drink one glass of water. 
if you can. And I know that's difficult for a runner, especially if you get side aches, which I am prone to. So I always take water with me and I sip along the way. You never want to feel thirsty because as soon as you feel thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Now, Sarah, what if the weather's bad? Can you train for an event on a treadmill? That's <laughs> a very controversial topic. Um, you know, when I first started running, I did not want to run outside, so I did my training on the treadmill, and it was fine. I've had other people say, you need to be able to run on different surfaces so that your body adjusts. So me personally, I say yes, but there are, there's research out there saying you need to do different surfaces as well. And when people come to you and say they want to begin running, running mm-hmm. what do you say to them about what it will do for their mental health, for their feelings of euphoria, you know, and those endorphins that are released from running? Absolutely. Um, you know, running is a very uh, powerful exercise, and that I mean it, it can be so mentally, physically empowering for you. Um, as I'm running, that's my time to kind of figure out the day and, you know, do that problem-solving activities. And as soon as you get those endorphins going, you feel better about things. Things look better to you. And that's one of my favorite things about running is that it's your time to just enjoy it and be out there and do something for you. That is absolutely great information. And thank you so much for being with us today, Sarah. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And for more information, or if you'd like to learn more about healthy living, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.